for the equaliser, and it's a beautifully sculpted score for is won by Armand Carline O'Hanlon, the right person in the right team. Only for point number 10. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. You're here for our club preview show, and it's the first one we've had in a couple of weeks due to our mall success. Um, over the last two or three weeks. Joining me to look forward to the club games and also Arma, Arma's ladies game against me this week is Tommy Coleman. And as always, this podcast is brought to you in association with McKeever's Teamwork, proud suppliers of all Arma GA merchandise. So Tommy, we'll, we'll start with the club stuff and we'll move on to the ladies action um, uh, later on. So to start, we'll talk about the 1A games as we usually do. There's only three this weekend. Um, Madden take on Mahare on Friday night while Clevey host Cross McGland. And also um, coming up on um, Sunday, Harps take on Mahare at four o'clock Sunday evening. So I suppose the big one here is Clevey and Cross. Um, Cross have ended Clevey's championship run the last two seasons. Clevey, you know, we've spoke about them on the, uh, the podcast before that we feel that they can push on and really do something this year. They're top of the league. They beat Madden last week, who were sort of their you know, uh, top contenders for a, for a stage. They've beat Cross McGlenn before, so th- this is a huge game for Clevey and for Cross as well. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, we've made no secret, I think we're both of great admiration for, for Clevey. You know, we're looking forward to see what way they go this year in the championship. You know, they've been, been nearly there this last couple of years. You know, they're going really well after a shaky start to the league. It's, you know, I think they've got maybe three of the first four points and you know, from there on, they're, they're, you know, they're still they're going forward that wee bit more. They're moving that ball quicker. And, you know, I seen them, I seen that Eddie again. Also, was very impressed with them. Was very impressed with, with the pace that they had in, in the inside line. And when they got the ball moving very quick into there, they've done a lot of damage. Um, you know, we're up there last week. I was up there and I had a look across. Um, you know, beat us handy enough. You know, to tell you the truth, but you know. They were playing against the wind and they went in their lead and they were looking at the score in all couple of goals before we, we got a grip on the game. But, you know, they had young Danny O'Callaghan and uh, young Fitzpatrick and Keelan Finnegan. Them boys, them boys were flying, you know. Jamie was up there and, he, you know, first 15 minutes he looked, he was very prominent and he sort of dripped out of it. You could say that he needs you know, a few games under his belt there, but I'm sure the championship time comes around with them games and with the training, he'll, he'll be ready to go. But, but then young fellas in there flying around them. This, you know, this, this has not been no easy match like for, for Kalevi, but it'll be a real good test for them to show them just where they are at. I'm sure they'll want to lay down the market and say, look, we're here, we mean business this year, and this is this is where we want to go. And they're, you know, to push on to win this one, they could very well go on and win this league. The way the results are going at the moment, you know, this league, and I, think, I might have said this earlier, I don't know, but it could actually be won with 18 points, certainly 20 and win it. There's no question, there's no question about that there. Uh, 18 points, and you could go down with 12. It's that just that there tight of, of a league. So I would say Kalevi, Kalevi gets 
you know, after as we as we go win again again Martin, you know, also you know top of the table clash, two teams going well, you know, uh, Martin had previously beat Kilimi in, 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 in the, the earlier rounds of the league, and they've come back now and they've won that one, so they're sitting there, they're in a real good position, confidence is high, and I think they'll have a real good go at it. You know, to make us up a good game, cross. As I say there, they have some real good forwards. You know, it's very impressed uh, young Finnegan the other night. I thought he was very, very good. Um, uh, and then, of course, they've all at the back, and he's just being the general, marshalling the lads, getting the positioning, getting the ready. And, you know, the more the game was going on, the more you, you could see the influence they had. The lads were starting to buy into it, and they're still, some of them young lads are still learning their way in the senior football. But when I mean, have somebody like Orn behind her directing them, it's, no, they're, they're difficult not to break down. So that's got to, that's got the makings of a great game, you know. So, but Clevey game at home advantage, you might just give him the nod. I think a big thing for Clevey certainly last week. Kieran O'Hanlon is obviously still on the county squad. I think he had an injury, so he's maybe out of contention a wee bit. Um, in terms of the the county team when they're playing week on week. So he played for Clevey last week, and he's a a super addition. Obviously, Tommy, we know what Kieran O'Hanlon has at county standard. At club level, like he's a serious addition for Cleveland. You know, Kieran would have been fully out himself. You know, you know, he was he was starting in the league. And if he wasn't starting, he was certainly coming in. You know, so that's you know, and you, you look, look at that team and the way they're playing. And for him, you know, for him to be a lot, that's an, another player that you know has been lost out of the out of the out of the squad, the Air squad this year with injury. But it's great that he's getting in and it's great that he's getting up there football. And he, as you say, he made a massive difference. An absolutely massive difference to to, to Kilevi, and then you like McCabe and all there to come back into that Kilevi thing too. So, them boys, them boys are they'll be sitting very very happy, you know, about on the progression that they've made this year. And it's only reinforced gear there too, so you know it's a even more than happy the way things have progressed. And there's there's loads of games this weekend. Tell me, there's games Friday night, mm-hmm. there's games Sunday night on on Monday as well. But we're going to talk on Mahri here in terms of one A. They have two games coming up. They're out on Friday evening against Madden and then they take on the Harps um, at four o'clock on Sunday evening. A huge weekend for Mahari. There's, there's no understating it here. They are bottom of the table. They have two huge games. They need the points. And obviously, we're talking about O'Hanlon being available. They don't have the county men. We've seen, obviously, Aidan Falker plays for Armagh. Kieran Higgins got game time the other day. So they're, they're minus them, a couple of players. A couple of experienced heads gone this year as well. So this is, this is a huge weekend for Mahari. Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, Mahari, the battle is so hard and they always get themselves the results that they want now. I've heard to the grapevine that, that uh, Staffy Kisak is back in training again. So, you know, I don't know why he's much fit or ready to go again, but he'd certainly be a great asset to them if he, if he is back in. Uh, certainly would need him, you know, to help them, help them along here to get them through this. Uh, it's, I think it's... It, you know, it's critical that at least get one win, one win out of these two games. If they don't, they're in, they're in big trouble. And, you know, you look at the bottom, the bottom end of that there, league, the way things have panned out over this last couple of weeks from the last look, Graham Moore's had, had, had two good wins. You know, they've got a couple of players back. They beat Mahri and they also beat Cross. Uh, so they've pulled themselves from right out of the bottom. they put themselves sort of into the middle. But, you know, you have them on seven points, you have ourselves, Drummond T on six and Mahri on four. And let's like, be honest, you have Drummond T who won that league last year. You have ourselves who won the championship. 
uh, and you have Mahi who won the championship in 2020. And at this stage, you know, there's at least at least maybe one out of them three are going to go down, if not two. It's crazy. It just shows how competitive that league is. And you mentioned Great Moor. Great Moor is a perfect example. Like we were talking, you know, the last time we were on a couple of weeks ago that they needed, they were in trouble. They needed to start picking up points. And suddenly they're, I think they're fifth in the table after the three wins um, against Madden Cross and Mahari. So like they, they've just jumped up and it's just, it's it's doggy dog really at, at the bottom of that table. Like, yeah, you see, just you get them two or three players back, and the difference that that makes to the team, you know, and uh, you know them cars, them cars are good lads, and they hadn't been playing, and you know, you get two, three lads back like that from an injury, come back in, it makes a big difference, and that's where you know, hopefully, you know, this other break that we'll have a couple of players back now for our next game, and <clears throat> hopefully we can big dig out the results what we need, you know, with you know, just look, you know, I'm not going to say anything different. And, we need. We want to stay there. We need to stay there. That's where you want to be. You want to be in one A. You don't want to drop. You know. And anybody says, "I will." It's okay if you drop or not. I just don't believe that. You want to play in your in the top in your top division. You're not necessarily make want to win it. You know. You may have bigger ideas and you're looking towards the championship. But certainly nobody wants to be down. And uh, you know, especially you know, have been successful. And these there's three teams that have been have had for have have some sort of success over the last couple of years and. I, I, you know, you'd imagine that two out of two, maybe out of, you know, at least one out of three is going to go. We'll move down to the end of Division 1B, Tommy, and there's loads of games here and we just don't have time to cover them all. I'll just read through them here. Clan de Gale and Pierce Oaks on Friday night, Bally McNabb versus Cully Hanna, Sarsfields and Kerr Cruppen and Greens versus Mullabon. They're all Friday night games. On Sunday, Sarsfields take on Cully Hanna and Kerr Cruppen meet the Grange and then on Monday night, Bally McNabb hosts Pierce Oaks. So there's seven games and there's loads of points up for grabs this weekend in Division 1B. And a bit similar to 1A, we're going to touch on the bottom of the table and we're going to talk about Cully Hanna who have one point currently and are at the bottom of the table. Now, we've said before in this podcast, there's probably no no team affected more by Armagh's success than Cully Hanna. And they're just unfortunate that they, they don't have any squad members as such. They have three men that are in the top 20 players in the county and Jason Duffy, Aidan Nugent and Ross McQuillan and then Kieran McKeever, obviously part of the management as well. So similar to Mahari, this is a huge weekend for Cully Hanna. They have two games. They have Bally McNabb on Friday night and they have Sarsfields on Sunday, two away games. It's a huge weekend for them and they need to start picking up points. They definitely need, the, again, they need to win at least one, if not two, because we keep saying we'll go back to 1B, three teams go down out of here. You know, you know, so they're going to the source phase on Sunday. Source phase playing really, really well. They have a tremendous one up, up in Silverbridge. Like, is that, that's, uh, that's a mighty win. To go to Silverbridge and win, it's not easy. And uh, to go and to do that, and you know, Cully Hannes to go down to down to Sourcefields on Sunday to try and get a win. And you know what? That's that's a big, big ask. And then to play yourselves, you know, the goodies on on the Friday night. It's just hard to see what you know where they're going to get them scores. They, they have suffered badly. They're, they're not that bad a team. They're, they're they have some great quality players, but when you take a look at Aiden uh, and Jason, Jason, the two them two boys are playing out. They're absolutely fine out of the skin. Jason Duffy in particular uh, was. Was absolutely, you know, after rain was right up there with with with, with and match materials. He was absolutely superb. And then you've Ross, who has been injured, but he's coming back, and he's in the twenty-six, and he'll 
Jesus, he's a terrific player when he, when he gets rolling. But you take them three lads out, 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 out of Cully Hall, you take them three lads out of any team. You know, and where would the county be if you took both of you and, 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 and uh, Jason out of it at the moment? And that's starting you, but well, what the hell, what, what, what are we going to do? So you'll only have something for Cully Hall. But, you know, hopefully, maybe Kieran Keeper will be able to get something one of the days off or whatever and maybe get in to get them a pull out and try and get a couple of points on the board but it's a mighty ass the only thing you could say is that the only point that they have done I think was against the NAB wasn't it mm-hmm. the first day so yeah. maybe maybe they'll give them a wee bit of confidence out of that and they'll go and hopefully maybe get something on the board and Cullihanna like a lot of teams this weekend tell me they have two games in the space of three or four days like it's a huge weekend for teams trying to get points but just in terms of recovery and trying to fit training in this week and everything. It's it's just a massive ask for a lot of teams that are down county men, down injuries, suspensions, whatever else, that you have to play, say, two games in, in three days. That's why, you know, you know how they expect it to do it. But I see no crafty Barry and Paul Rose, Boyd and Paul Rose. I see they, they got the match going on the Monday night, so they at least <laughs> got that extra day. They're two boys now to learn, say, <laughs> their own mail. So they have, uh, but... Uh, they got the game on the Monday. Maybe you know if some of the boys might have thought if it would have been suitable, could have maybe got the match maybe moved to Thursday on a Sunday just to give the boys that extra day. Because like, you're going there, you're going full tilt out on a Friday. You're one day recovery, and then you're going back. And as you said, squads are depleted and stuff now at the moment. And, you know, it's a big, it's a, it's a big loss now. They're you know, Sarsfields and Crooklyn. Uh, they both they both have to do the same thing, you know. So it's it's a, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a big ask. And the Oaks, the Oaks, well, they're in the same as what you say. So they're going to go Friday and Monday. That crease play the Oaks on Monday, but you know, it's a, it's an awful lot. It's an awful demand on, on lads. Years ago, we wouldn't have thought nothing of it, you know. But it's a, in our the way the games play and the hits and the intensity of it, you know, it's, it's a big it's a big ask. And just before we move on to the Intermediate League, um, I just want to touch on Mullabon. They, they have a good ga- a big game this weekend. If they can beat the Grange, they move up into second place, I think, going um, by the league tables. Mullabon, maybe just coming in under the radar, I have to admit I haven't seen them yet. We haven't played them and I haven't seen them yet. Um, I know a good few of their players. We've spoke about their forward line before, Tommy, the likes of Shay Loy, Eddie English, Owen McDonald. They, they, have, they have good forwards, they have good players. They're going down to the Grange. Now, I know the Grange is a tough place to go and they'll not give anything soft. So this could be a real cracker of a game on Friday night. Yeah, this game there, Grange, it's, 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 it is a very difficult place to go to. Them boys will get, you know, and you take it that they're down, Ethan and, and Justin. But if they have, if the Grange have everybody else, right? If the, if the toes are there, along with the mechanics and stuff, their forward line can be lethal. They can be every much as lethal as what Muller Bonds can be. And they say the pitch, when you go to the Grange, the pitch is a bit tighter. It's a, you know, you just don't have a lot of their space. And they're able to, they're, they're able to compact their defence and they make it things very, very difficult to you. But you're right, Mullaball are a lovely football team when they get going. And they, play, uh, they play a lovely brand of football. You know, and we had a couple of great games on them last year. You know, going just went toe-to-toe, from, just went from end-to-end. There was no real defensive real structure to it. It was just... Moving the ball, moving the ball quick, trying to get it in as well as you can. When you they have the forwards supposed to put the the both teams had there last year, and that's the way you do it, and that's the way they'll play. So it's they're they're great, they're a lovely thing to watch, and uh, this this doesn't make us for a great game. We'll move down to Division Two A. Then there's only one game um, in Division One A. 
at Sonic Moore and Wolf Tones. They play on Friday night. And th- this could be a- as even a game as there is this weekend. Both teams are level with seven points on the board. And just reading through Sonic Moore's form, Tommy, they've had five home games this year and they've won four of them. And we've spoke numerous times in the podcast. How we're talking about the Grange. <laughs> Or is even tougher place to go. So this is a big test for Wolf Tones and the they need the points because they're dropping into second from bottom if they lose this. Yeah. Uh, even at this early this, this league is, 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 is a nightmare to predict like and I suppose you know you should never do it. But you know, really and truly you're looking at this game here and you know whoever wins this one would you know could be take the favourite sack maybe to stay there. You know, Alec Moore, like I said, Bits and Pauls the other night, who was riding high. I watched the Tones uh, playing the Peters the other week. Uh, Peters looked the more likely for fast periods of the match, got themselves in front, sat back, and the Tones, even with them, even with the man sent off, uh, went on the attack, made the ball fall, and once they got that momentum, they played really well, you know, so. Again, it's just going down like more. You know, if, if you're going to, if you've been playing out in the tones, you would say, well, probably, you, you would probably head to, towards the tone. But when you're going to hit down like more, you know, anything can happen here. Like, you know, and I would never, I wouldn't, I wouldn't back against down like more in the run field again, anybody, I'll tell you the truth. So this is great burn. It's just, you know, it's, it's, too, it's, it's tight to call. But again, the home advantage might just edge it for them. Uh, it's, a, it's a league there where, you know, you're just sitting, and as I said, they're coming up there in the air. They've near three quarters of the league done. There's only they've only twelve games, and the game, you know, most teams played eight, eight matches. Nine, I think Alec Moore's played nine, so they'll be into the tenth one. So like it's uh, it's it's wild that you know you come up there quick. With you know, we were talking about how how quick this year league is just about and come in, and it'll be a real. It'll be right. It'll be competitive. We'll not know. You'll not know who'll be winning this league, or who'll be going. Certainly, who'll be coming up, and probably who'll not go down until the last match. And down to two B. Then, Tommy, there's four games here. There, three of them's Friday night. Ballyhagen hosts Clonmore. Tierno take on Cullerville, and Balik take on Farkhill on Friday night. While Cross Seconds hosts Katie on Sunday. Probably the game of the week is Tierno against um, Cullerville, but we're not going to start there. We're going to start with Balik. Who have been who have shot to the top of the table with a huge win over Cullerville a couple of weeks ago? There they take on Fork Hill, who are obviously minus their county contingent. It's a repeat of the twenty twenty junior final that went to a replay, went to extra time, and Fork Hill eventually won out. But Blake have been flying. They're, they're probably the success story um, so far of of all the leagues, and this this is another opportunity just for them to get two points on the board. Yeah, well, their win, the win against Colleville was, was, was phenomenal to go there and to win. You know, it just shows, we did say it was it's going to be the acid test for them the last day. And just, you know, come from junior, what way they're going to compete at, at intermediate level. And there's no, there's no credit, they're going to be right up there with, with, with it. They've bridged that gap. You know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about not only Colleville winning this league, but we're also talking about Colleville being live wire, you know, uh, you know, champ, uh, championship potential, and uh, for Blake to go to Colville and to win was just it was just brilliant. And we must, you know, it's a credit to all the work with everybody involved with Blake and what they're doing there. It's 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 fantastic. They're, they're probably the only unbeaten side in the league, so they maybe Darren Lewis is not been beaten either, but 
I'd say that everybody else has and they drop one point. It's been it's been it's absolutely been phenomenal for them. Like, uh, can't speak highly enough of what's going on there. It's brilliant. And probably the game of the week in that division is actually Tiern Nogan Colleville. They're two teams pushing for promotion. I think they're second and third in the league. Um, the only point, the only time Ternok has been beat all year was to Colleville. So they have them at home now on Friday night. So this is another another big game in Division Two B. Well, yes, as I said, Ternok had more to learn than Colleville from that from that last game, and uh, the Ternok had a player sent off after 10, 15 minutes that that day. So they played the majority of the game with fourteen men. Because uh, they're so young, I say, you know, they've been growing and they've been developing as to go along. So. I respect this match but, but, but a lot closer this time round, and I th- it's very, 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 very difficult to call. Uh, turn it out at home again, you know, just maybe just might just have enough for Colonel. You, you just just don't know. I, uh, I don't know what uh, Colonel's playing with a full pack here or not at the moment, or there's a couple of boys injured and what, what the score is, but they'll need to have everybody there available if, if you know, go to Port of the Island and win. And down into Division 3 then, Tommy, again, loads of games on here, so we can't touch on them all. Um, on Friday night, Calivi hosts Clade. So Michaels take on the Summon. Mullabrack uh, meet uh, Thomas Davis. Dorsey take on Arogue and O'Hanlon's host Middletown. Then on Sunday, it's Clade versus Mullabrack and Portmore taking on league leaders, Dianus. Um, well, well, the one that stands out here is St. Michaels and the Summon. Two teams that probably when we were talking about the promotion pushes, Pushers at the start of the year, we were thinking Darius, Middletown, or Oog. So Michael's probably not as surprising, but someone have shot right up there. I think they've won six of their nine games or something like that. So this is a massive two points in offer for two teams that you know we weren't expecting maybe to be at at this um, at the top of the league at this stage of the campaign. No, we're prefer to say you know, with no disrespect to someone. So Michael's was probably it was one of the ones we say with probably a potential in the round there. But the someone have come, you know, really, and they've got on a real good, good run. Yeah, it's saying that the one six through one, and uh, St. Michael's, this is a great opportunity. If 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 the beat St. Michael's, they have to go there now. Which again, it'll be tough enough. But uh, if they do manage to win that, they'll go joint second, which is was was tremendous. The tremendous achievement for them. I'm sure they're flying high. Uh, their game, their pitch is another small pitch. Uh, someone when, when you go there, uh, it's so probably making use of that there. And when teams are going to those places like that, they're just finding it difficult maybe to adjust from week to week. More whereas if you're in them and and you know you know how to play them, play at play your pitch, it, it makes it, it's a big a big advantage. But it's just taking that away from them. They've done a real super job. And if they can go to Smeckles and if they can get a result on Friday night. It puts them in a real, real strong position. Puts them like they put them into joint second, and that's 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 from the come from really nowhere, as you said, to get up in there. It's brilliant. Well, as usual, we'll be covering all them games with match reports, our podcast, um, and our league table updates, our results updates, um, coming in as soon as possible on Friday evening and match reports on Saturday morning, but. Tommy, we're going to move on to a bit more of county action coming up this weekend. It's the Armagh ladies that are out in action. The um, three time, three in a row Ulster champions um, going into the All-Ireland series now for the first round. Doesn't get any tougher than meeting the All-Ireland champions in the first round of the All-Ireland, but it's it's a big game for Armagh. They have a lot of momentum coming in now. After the disappointment of losing the league, they, went, they won Ulster. 
We, we spoke about them winning Ulster a couple of weeks ago. They never say die attitude. They're bottling back to win it from the death twice. They're carrying good momentum into this weekend. Well, they are. No, definitely are. And uh, everything, you know, they seem to be very, very good in the camp. Like, you know, Ireland comes home and, you know, you, how to go next thing? That's it. You know, everything's dead on. So, you know, I, it, it, there's no, there's no talk, there's no in the hand. They seem to have a real strong net bond there. Well, there's nothing, you know, they're, they're tight, they're real tight, and that's a great saying. You know, there's no real big lot of information coming out there whatsoever, you know, and uh, they'll work the way they have. And the way it was a few years last year, you know, me, me was a surprise package last year. You know, why I would have went in that game was as uh, slight favourites. Uh, they would have been away, the new me would have been an approving team, but nobody would have thought. They were where they were and what they were at, and the sort of caught the caught arm. I was so pleased caught arm on the hop last year and won out and won the match well. And you know other teams that can can fancy through and play the rest of them. They're all actually not doing that again, but they did and they did. And uh, it's uh, I think everybody initially was delighted that you know to see an all team coming through and having that breakthrough. But, you know, I'm looking at them there and I'm finding it very difficult, you know, it, the way they set up and the way they have to play, you know, and for me, ladies football was, was very, very pure and, you know, it was played on, most teams played on the front foot and they went at it and it was great, great brand of football to watch is what the GAA was about. But the way they were playing there, they even, they look, to me, you know, and I don't mind it, they look worse than the Donegal and say how negative it is at times. Like they, they know they've won three, four, three, four, and everybody's behind the ball. And, you know, they, they come down, you, they, you know, the fancy overturn you, and then they come out. They do have, they have two or three class players, and they're able to do it when they have Ficky Wall and uh, Amma Dugan and Stacey Grimes. And one of them, they're, they're great, a great pace and great, and come out, and they can come out at pace, and that's where they can deliver out their scores. But I'm a, you know, suckered into it somewhat last year and, you know, repeatedly carried the ball into the tackle, got overturn, out the wind, gave it the ball, got the scores, and that's how they, that's how they were beaten. But it, I think, you know, Armagh will learn from last year. And I think, you know, if our, you know, for me, this match definitely, they'll have to move the ball quick. You know, if we get in, you know, if, if they get that ball and they're up and up, because the pace that Armagh has in that forward line, it's second to none. There's not there's not another team in Ireland I don't think is the pace that they have. You know, you've like Ava McCoy up in there, Amy Macken up in there. They'll win ball, they'll be watching, you know, they'll be watching Amy they'll double and Amy will doubly doubly mark and probably somebody else in front. But it'll, you know, if even if Amy could produce as a decoy and Ava and the ball through at the horn, because she's quite capable of, of, of winning games on her own as well. You know, with, with, with tremendous, we'll have a great, there's great forward line and there's great pace, but that ball will need to go quick because if it doesn't go quick, Sean, they'll just fall back and they fall back like it's, it's just like Lane's battalion. It, it, it's, and it's hard to watch and they're, they're well drilled in it now. There's, there's no place to put it, but it's just lane after lane. And then once you get back, they may leave one person up around the middle, but the other three will drop back in. And they'll go back into the next lane and behind, and that's what they keep doing. Until eventually, they're all sitting in into the twenty and in behind the twenty-one yard line in the scoring zone, and they make it very, very difficult for anybody getting through. 
I think the big thing last year, Tommy, was our mom only had, I think they only had a week to prepare for me after the, the group stages, then it was straight in the quarterfinal. They only had a week to prepare and like, as we know, a week is, is very little once you're coming up against a team that you're not really sure about. They've had, a, it's, that was last August, I think. They've had all year to think about that. They, they know, I'm sure they're carrying hurt from that game. They know what, what to expect now and you would imagine that um, I'm not putting pressure on them that they should win, but at least they know what to expect now. They know how Mead's going to set up and they can be mentally prepared for it. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's a great test for them, you know, because, you know, if you want to win it, you're going to have to beat the best anyway. So, you know, their Monaghan's come off the back there, or they came off the Mead's come off the back of a good win against Monaghan there last week. One thirteen to not one to one. And uh, I even worry that the Mead manager was given out about how negative. Well, I found you know what to me. <laughs> is this man for freaking real? Is he? You know what? It's a whole game is based on. And I'm just hoping that everybody, that somebody else comes out in the pack and wins it with a bit of uh, you know good flowing and, and attacking football this year. Because I don't want to see the ladies' game going while the men's game went there for a while. And uh, it's just it's just it's just great. So you know. They're coming in, they're content, they'll be looking at it, you know, the way the ladies are set up, there's two teams that are going to go through it, through each group stage. So they have no more or less that, you know, they're probably, with that win, they're more or less through the next round of the qualifiers. So I don't know what way they approach that game with Therma. I don't know whether I'll show their whole hand or not. Uh, maybe give a couple of the other girls, maybe give them a start. Reverse it around because it is only a week thrown over. Maybe a couple of years of you know taking a nap or two. So it'll be interesting to see what way they feel that they feel out and what way they approach it. But I think I'm all go for it, get the win, and 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 push on. And you know you're right, like you know if they don't win, they don't win. But at least it, 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 if we learn from last year and we're, and they are moving the ball quicker and, and we get in there closer, I I, I think it'll go far away. And Tommy, just before we finish up, we'll have to talk about Blaheen Macken. Um, she's obviously been snapped up by an Australian um, Aussie Rules team. That, that news broke um, this morning. I don't think anybody can begrudge her. A huge opportunity for her, especially the last couple of years we've had with COVID and everything that she's get, getting a move down under. But the big thing, I suppose, this year for Arma is she's staying and she's finishing out the All-Ireland campaign before she moves down um, to Australia. Yeah, I was talking to her the other night. You know, she, she, she wasn't going anywhere until until the season was over, you know. But look, listen, she's just she's just a great game. I'm delighted. I'm absolutely delighted for her. What an opportunity. What an opportunity for any young person, you know, to get to get this, to go out and play a sport uh, at a professional level, to get the training, a whole new, you're going out to a whole new world and it's a new experience. And now is the time for, for she's the right age now and the right about go and try it. Don't like it, you know. It's only it's a you get home in the plane, that's it. But it's it's something there, you know. We can't do five, six, seven, eight years down the line. There's a the time to do it out and have a good crack at it. And I fair play to anybody who does it. I know I don't understand the the, the, the negative people about it. Uh, we have come out and spoke about it against girls going out and boys going out to Australia, going to bat on themselves. At the end of the day, we're in amateur sport here. And, if somebody gets the opportunity to go and play a professional sport and get money for do, to do something for what they love to do, you know, why not? And, and, and you know, what, what, 
you know, why should we hold them here? I'm, I'm delighted for it. Absolutely delighted for it. Delighted for their family and the whole lot. And you know what? I think Brahim will be a huge successor there. She's one of the most grounded people that you'll ever meet. When you give her instruction, there's never, there's never, it's never a question. She'll do whatever you ask to do. She'll make run by. It's just what you want me to do again. I just can't be clear. That's all she'll do. It wouldn't matter where you ask her to play it. She play it and she doesn't question. Uh, she's a, a great attitude, both on and off the field. And she's a great person. I think it's a credit to Mick and Freda. The way they brought all, well, all the girls and the fellas too, they're all they're just great people. And Brahe will be a huge success in Australia. I have no question. There's no doubt in my mind about that. There. And she's going out. She uh, named from Dublin. Will be her teammate out there. Uh, Lauren McGee was out there. Lauren decided not to go this year. The Dublin midfielder. But um, uh, she named Goldrick's going back out again once the Dublin campaign. So she's, she'll have good friendships out there. And... Uh, as I said, Coors went out, Coors Dalton's been out there, uh, uh, Breed Stacks went out, um, Sarah Rowe, uh, the Kelly sisters. So there's, there's numerous girls that went out there and they've, been, they've made a big impact on it. And just, the more these girls go out and the more impact that they make, you can see more girls leaving and, and heading out. But look, what an opportunity to go to Australia at a young age and it's great so, and so I'd say the lads been out there too and some of them say a couple of lads going out to a little bit of negative press about them going out to America but young fellas why wouldn't they go out for the summer why wouldn't they go out and play a bit of football and enjoy themselves it's only a small it's only a small window of opportunity for to do it um, you know they're, really, they're at the age now where they're able to do it they're not married no family they're not in a job university just out of university Go and enjoy your summer, go and, uh, and play a bit of football, get a job out there and have a good holiday. And, you know, I think, it's, I think it's great for young people. So we wish Blahine all the best moving down to Australia, but um, hopefully she'll get a bit more action for Armagh over the next weeks and months before she moves down under. Tommy, it was great hearing your thoughts on all the club stuff coming up this weekend and, of course, the ladies kicking off their campaign on Sunday in Longford at quarter to four. So brilliant have you on, Tommy, and thanks again. Thanks very much. And Sean, just before I go, I'd like to give a wee shout out to my, my good friend, Jay. Hope all's, all's well with him. And I know that he'll be rooting for our my ladies, on, especially our on on Sunday. All right. Thanks, Sean. Brilliant. Thanks, Tommy. Cheers. by our man Carlino Hamlin, the right person in the right place. Our man for the equaliser, this is Kira Donnelly for point number 10. Oh,